Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. I mean, it's time for another live stream today. It is Friday, 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 January 26, 2024. Today is merch day. Not my merch, other people's merch. There's been a couple of things that I saw online that was available for purchase from my friends, people that you probably know too. And so uh, I ordered a bunch of it, some of it, and now it's here. And also to commemorate merch day, I am wearing uh, my Philly Bowden Love the Grind t-shirt as well. I don't know if you guys have checked out her most recent video that she and Daniel put out. It's quite excellent. Uh, and it's doing well too. I think it has, it's been out for like four or five days. Got like 50,000 views. Uh, about 20 minutes long. A really good one. You could save it for maybe the treadmill or something like that. That would be a really good time to watch at. You know? Uh, but I enjoyed it while eating lunch today, and I thought it was quite excellent. So uh, we'll get to some merch. But first, let's say hi to everyone listening in on the podcast, on the audio-only version. I think we're caught up. I think we're caught up now. So now you have all the episodes from this week. So you're listening to this either maybe later Friday night or Saturday morning, something like that, you know, maybe Sunday. But, you know, now you should be caught up. You, But you, you might now be in a backlog, though, because I just dumped a bunch of episodes on you. You know, so you know, it's okay. It's okay. We got the weekend to catch up. And a uh, quick programming note while we're on the top topic. Uh, there is going to be a lack of live streams next week because I'm going to Orlando. I'm going to be um, going to a bunch of different events. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more specifically about some of the ones that I can tell you about um, that are going to be there. And I'll be vague about the things that I can't tell you about, but we'll talk about that today too. Um, but Monday and Tuesday, we'll do live streams. And then after that, I won't see you guys live stream wise till the following week. Yeah, I think I get home Sunday night. So we'll do another one on Monday after that. So yeah, but that's, that's what it'll be. So you got time to catch up if you're, if you're on the podcast and your uh, audio only version and you're trying to catch up because now I just dumped a bunch of listening hours on you. Uh, but for everyone else that's listening or watching this later, but not live, the LBNLs, welcome to you guys as well. I saw Runner Will was checking it out while he was on the treadmill. I do think that this could be a really fun one to have on the treadmill too. I'm enjoying that more and more podcasts now, running podcasts, are making video versions of their podcast. Usually it's just like a straight, you know, maybe one camera angle, maybe two camera angles of uh, the people talking. And on the treadmill, that's going to be enough, you know. I think over time, things will step up a little bit, you know, and there'll be more visuals to kind of keep your attention. But in terms of like, I got an hour that I got to get through on the treadmill today, or I'd like to get in an hour of, hour of running on the treadmill today, throwing on a, a live stream, a podcast, later but not live, could be a lot of fun. And if you're doing that right now, let me know. In the, well, you don't have to let me know in the comments right now because you're running, but maybe after you're done, let me know in the comments how it went. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, for, let's hear here in the chat. Uh, Vanessa Martinez, uh, where'd it go? Oh my goodness, where'd it go? Uh, there it is. Vanessa Martinez says, I did my unboxing earlier, a new pair of Brooks Ghost Spring Colors. Oh, Spring Colors? We took a look at what color? Oh, I got like the Chicago Bears colors for mine. I don't know if that's a spring color or not, but I was just doing my content calendar for the next, I've got my content calendar kind of mapped out till the end of february the brooks ghost review will be in there don't worry but it's not coming right away the glycerin 21 is going to come first but all that a lot of that stuff's not going to happen you know definitely until not after um 
the marathon trials, but it's coming. It's coming. I do like the glycerin. Where is it? Right here? This one? Um, I've been enjoying it. I'm not sure if I like it more than the Ghost Max, because the Ghost Max is quite, quite nice, but um, it might be better than Ghost Max. I don't know. I think the styling is better on the Ghost Max, but the glycerin, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Frank says, anyone surprised that Wombsley didn't make another run at the Olympics? I'm not that surprised. Um, I feel like he kind of like got whatever it is he was trying to prove out of his system. And then, you know, he did the whole thing where he, you know, moved to France to focus on UTMB and all that stuff. So I I wasn't surprised that he didn't make a comeback. Um, yeah. Not, not that he needs to make a comeback. I'm surprised that he didn't make a return to the roads for the Olympic marathon trials. Uh, oh, Amichite says, I'm sitting listening while sitting in the car line for school pickup. Well, hopefully, uh, it's only a very short amount of time that you're going to be listening, but ooh, that could be tough. Mm. Calvin says, no live stream mid-run following the hopefuls. Uh, no, I mean, I'll be filming the whole time. I think Drew Whitcomb and I are going to run around a little bit. He was, we have some plans. Uh, well, that reminds me, I gotta, I gotta message him. I don't know if, he, I don't know. If, it'll be easy if Drew's here. Drew, if you're here, can I stay at your mom's house on Wednesday? <laughs> I'm coming in a day earlier and I, I guess I could see if my hotel, um, uh, could extend the, the trip, but Drew offered that I could stay at his mom's house with him, not just with his mom. You know, you know what I mean. But yeah, so I'll be the, I'll be getting done. Okay, let's talk about the schedule, um, and then we'll get to this question for Edgar by Edgar the Hobby Jogger. Our guest coming back. Um, so, uh, and then remind then remind me we gotta talk about the Path Project's pants. All right, so the schedule. I'm getting there on Wednesday night. Uh, there is an event that I think I'm still under an NDA. That, so one brand not only sent me stuff under embargo but also had me sign an NDA, which is fine. Um, I'm very familiar with NDAs um, and the whole subject of non-disclosure. Um, but yeah, and I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about what I'm doing on Wednesday night, but I'm doing something Wednesday night. Then Thursday, there is an event with Rabbit. I'm not part of it, but I am planning on going because I'm going to go. Because why not? meet some friends. I need to run anyway. It's a little bit early though. 8 a.m. at Track Shack in Orlando, there's a rabbit run with donuts afterward. Donuts and coffee afterwards. You have to RSVP, go to Tra Orlando Track Shack. I think it's in their event section. It's capped at 100, I'm guessing because of the donut situation. I don't know that I've had like particularly delicious donuts in Orlando before, but these are not going to be like Disney World donuts. They're going to be like from a donut shop donut. So I'm hope I have high hopes. So that's that. In the afternoon, I told you guys to leave Thursday afternoon open. 4:30. There's going to be a relay podcast. Me, I think who's going to be there? I posted about it in my stories, but there was a little bit of a scheduling snafu. We're not sure if a sixth person that's not in relay is going to go. But five people from Relay will be there. Me, Matt Chittum, Tommy Runs, Peter Bromka, and Lindsey Hine. We'll do like a live uh, podcast. Talk about what we're excited about for the weekend. I think there's going to be a lot of news that happens between now and next Thursday. So there'll be lots to talk about. And we'll have a better sense of the weather, sense of some of the conditions, all that stuff. So we'll do that. 
space is very limited on that one. I think the best place to probably find the link for that is uh, on the Relay Instagram account. Relay, I think it's Relay Site or Relay Podcast. It has an R logo on it. While you're there, feel free to follow. And then that's at 4.30. Podcast for a little bit, then meet and greet time. And you'll want to stick around because then, and it's not an event I'm affiliated with, but it's one that I'll stick around for. At 6.30, there's a Believe in the Run event at the same place, at Track. All these things were happening at Track Shack. So you just stay, just stay there, stick around. Take, we'll get some selfies before. Stick around for the Believe in the Run event. I think they're giving away gooders if you need more gooders. And then, uh, yeah, do some running. So we could do that. That's Thursday. I can't tell you what I'm doing. For, <laughs> I'm doing something right. So the, the things that I'm vague about is that with it being the marathon trials, there's a lot of new shoes that are getting ready to come out. A lot of new shoes that I think will have to be World Athletics. Well, I don't think they'd have to be for sale yet, but in any event, shoes that the racers are getting, the runners are going to be racing in at the trials that may or may not come off embargo at the trials that we'll talk that I'll have a chance to go take a look at. So I'm doing a lot of that kind of stuff on several days. And then Saturday will be the race. I'm going to run around. I know there's like watch parties and stuff. I'm not super interested in that. I want to run around. Now I know it's a loop course. So you'll see athletes like multiple times, but I'm trying to like, I'm try, I'm trying to see what, what, what we can do, you know? Me and Drew. We're, me and Drew are a good, good pair. We ran around for New York together, and I thought that really work, worked out well. So that's it. That's my, that's my schedule. Um, all right. Edgar the Hobby Jogger wants to know, will guests be coming back at some point? I'm, I, I want to, but I, here, here's like a bigger, broader plan that I'd like to have. I'd like to have a producer for this show, and I don't know if that's something that I do like once a week or what, because I, you know, obviously it's something that I want to pay someone to do. But like, I want to have someone that can, like, I don't want the guests to have to sit here for the entire hour and be on a live stream for an hour. I'd love to be able to bring in guests for like 20 minutes, you know? And so that means someone else has to like make sure they're here, that they can hear them, all that kind of stuff. And then, and that's a lot of stuff that I don't want to deal with myself. And so I'm thinking like, I, I don't know, maybe it is something I could deal with myself. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think it all through because I want to make it more like a like regular talk show where like guests come in for a little bit, but they don't sit there the whole, they don't have to sit there the whole time. They can sit here the whole time if they wanted to, you know? So that's what I'm trying to figure out, wrap my head around like how, what people do I need? How much will it cost to pay those people? And then how do I get other people in here? When a lot of the people that you and I want to talk to have regular jobs. And so I'm trying to figure a lot of that stuff out. And uh, admittedly, I'm not moving quickly on it, but that's why there's been a, a, a gap in the, the guests appearing. You know what I mean? So there's that. Uh, going with Oliver says, I got my rabbit jacket yesterday and I love it. I bought it only because Gofuzi was flossing it. The rabbit, the rabbit jacket's good. I have a couple of rabbit jackets now. Are you talking about the black one? Like the rain, rain layer one? Yeah. I think, that, I hope that's what you're talking about. Um, all right. <laughs> Josh Greeno says, Co, can we get a group six by six minutes threshold run in Orlando? <laughs> For real, wife and I would absolutely join. Um, so 
I'm starting training for my next marathon. Someone had asked a question earlier. I don't remember who did about what my next marathon is. Uh, I don't officially have a bib yet, but I'm working on a plan uh, for uh, London. I'd like to go to, I'm going to go to Boston to watch. And then I want to go from Boston to London. And then we got to figure out what we're going to do in London. That's fun. But also I want to run fast in London. And so um, I've got a lot of things that I'm planning for the build and that may or may not. And I'm talking about like getting some kind of sponsorship dollars to help fund all this stuff. Um, so I'm trying to work a lot of that. Not me. You guys know I, I hired um, a management company. So they're working on that stuff. But a lot of those conversations are kind of on pause given that the trials are this weekend or next weekend. So, but I'm going to start training as, as if uh, I, I am. Uh, I do need to get in a workout while I'm in Orlando. And if there's a place we could do it where I wouldn't be like leaving people, you know what I mean? If there's like a little loop or something, is there a little lake? Oh, that's true. I think there's a little lake that maybe we could all do like, a, we could all be there for the same workout, you know, but that way everyone can run their own paces. That can be, cause if it's by time, I could just yell, you know, like rest, go, you know, that, that'd be, that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> um, but I don't know if you guys are interested in that. Let me, let me, let me, I'll, I'll, uh, let's follow, let's, fo let's, let's, let's follow up on that on, Friday will be a good workout day for me, I think, schedule-wise. Uh, but it'll be, like, in the middle of the day. So it might be hot. But if you guys are interested, bring your Kofuzi Run Club jerseys. We'll do some sort of workout, maybe. Maybe. Let's talk about it Monday or Tuesday. Let's talk about Monday or Tuesday. All right. Um, oh, and then the pants. Where is it? Uh, was it Eric that want to know about the pants? Um... So with the pants, uh, Path Projects has two kinds of pants. The first year when they released the pants, you could buy them in like small, medium, large. The, there was like ranges. The ones that fit me well, but are a little bit baggier and I usually need to wear a belt, was when there was a, I got a medium. The second year with the Path Project pants, uh, you picked waist size, like where I buy in jeans. And so I have a size 30 waist on that one so and those fit me perfectly i don't need there's like the right amount of stretch there's right amount of room i don't need to wear a belt i could just they're really comfortable pants i like it um mark peterson says we need a megaphone you want me to run with a gopro and a megaphone <laughs> i'm just gonna get i get a whistle a whistle a whistle will work right yeah whistle uh Alex Herman, uh, Herman says, we should try and break Matt James' mile in the sky record on the flight from Boston to London. Okay. Are we going, Alex? We're doing this? We're going to do a fish and chips uh, relay maybe after the race? Um, okay. Yeah, we can, I think we could do that. I think we can do that. Steve says, and Steve is a local, he says, Lake Eola downtown, just running circles around that. Okay. All right. Let's pencil that in for Friday. I think, I don't know what my time I schedule is. I have a meeting at 9, I think. We'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Mm. CV76 says dry heave. Yeah. That <laughs> There'll probably be a lot of dry heaving because I'm not going to be used to running in the humidity or the heat. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I will. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, Kenom says, question, hi, Ko. I've been running the RBC Brooklyn half this year, my first official race. I'm debating if I should run in the Nimbus 25 or in the Endorphin Pro 2. I'm 5'10", 220. I would go with the Endorphin Pro 2. Uh, that's a half marathon. I feel like that's a really great half marathon racing shoe. Um, I would take it out for some workouts as you get ready to see how you feel in it for longer periods of time. That would be the only thing. Um, because at some point comfort may become an issue, right? And so like there's a certain point for some people, for some runners, uh, and since it's your first race, you might not know where that point is for you yet. And that's why I think like taking them out for some workouts would be really helpful where, uh, you're like, Ooh, this shoe may be aggressive and fast from like a race perspective, but it's really uncomfortable for me to be in right now. And it's hurting. It's distracting. You don't want to have that kind of thing, you know? Cosmic Pinal Michael says, I wonder how many brands are dropping a new shoe between 2.1 and 2.3. I don't know how many are dropping, but embargoes are, it's going to be a busy weekend for embargoes. You know what I mean? Stevie 76 asks if I have press credentials. I do not. I, uh, I intentionally did not request them because it was very you know, NBC is involved and it became very much like a, uh, um, if you wanted press credentials, you could only take photos and no video. Uh, if you did video though, it had to be of athlete interviews after the race in the mix zone. And it had to be in front of a logo backdrop. Um, if you wanted interviews with any of the athletes beforehand, which I don't, but if you did, you had to coordinate through USATF. It was like, it was very onerous. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. I'd like to be close to the finish line if I can. I don't think that I'll be able to get close to the finish line this year. Um, but, you know, I'll do the best that I can from my super fan perspective, you know. Alex S says, yo, Emma Bates not running the qualifier. I didn't see her name on the athlete list. Apologies, you already covered this. She announced a couple weeks ago that uh, her plantar fasciitis, her plantar fascia tore um, when she was running Chicago. She stepped into a pothole. I think it was already hurting her, but um, uh, stepping into a pothole is going to make it worse. And I think it, she says it tore there and she's been trying to rehab it and get back into shape, but um, she's not going to be able to run. She is on the start list for Boston, however. And from what I understand, she's running workouts from what she said in her, um, um, from what she said in her, her posts. Uh, all right. Martha says track check must be the running store in Orlando because everything's happening there. Um, they are the, like the host for the trials. They're the organization that's putting it on. So like in Atlanta, it was Atlanta Track Club. I don't know who, it was the New York Roadrunners when it was in New York. I don't know who did it in LA. Um, but they're the ones putting it on. So yeah, a lot of stuff are, are gonna, yeah. Mm -hmm.
JC wants to know how many how many donuts per invitee should be available. I'm not sure. I would say, you know, how, if if you if you can get into the rabbit event on Thursday morning at 8 a.m., uh, feel free to help yourself to a donut. That's what they're there for. And then I would say maybe wait to make sure everyone that has gone on the run and when they come back, people of all paces, get a chance to have a donut. And then if there's extras, which I have a feeling there probably will be, then help yourself, you know? Calvin wants to know if I can name the brand or is that also NDA? I don't know. I don't like to play around with those kinds of things. Um, and so, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if you've asked me to embargo something or if you've asked me to sign an NDA, it's as if I know nothing about it. You know, so that's kind of how I feel about it. You know, I don't really like hints. Danny Burton wants to know, Co, who's your pick to win the men? For the men to win the trials, I think um, I think Connor Mance is the clear favorite. Uh, you guys will—I don't know if it, when it comes out, but we did a draft for Relay in terms, and we picked the the men uh, cross country style. So we each picked seven people. Sorry, my texts are going crazy, but we're figuring out some details for our podcast. Remember how I told you that there's like a, a miscommunication about a guest. I think it's going to be just the relay group. So it's just the five of us. But um, so, and I don't know how to turn off my text notifications on my laptop. So that's what that beeping is. Sorry. Um, is there a way to silence the options? Uh, no, I don't know. I think that should be the end of it. Um, my pick for the men win the trials. I think uh, Connor Mance is, is the favorite. Uh, my first two picks to preview what I did on the relay draft. I was able to pick up um, Clayton Young, who Connor Mance has been training with and is one of the other person on the U.S. team who has run the Olympic standard. And then um, Nico Montañez is my number two pick. So uh, I picked my team a lot like I picked like fantasy football. I mean, it's a fantasy draft, by the way, anyway. So, but I, so I picked it the same way of like, uh, maybe there are smarter picks to have made, but I pick people that I know, and I don't think Nico's a bet. I think I think Nico's got a shot. He's also been training uh, from time to time. Well, I think he, I not he's been training because he's in, in Mammoth, but I've been seeing him. Uh, I think that they're communicating, at least like Clayton and Nico are, and uh, I just saw the three of them do a workout together on Instagram in Florida. So, hmm. Goring with Oliver says, say hi to OQQ where Jennifer Pope, a rabbit runner from Dallas, if she goes to the rabbit event. All right, I'll keep an eye out for her. And Steve says, hopefully I can track you down Saturday, say hi on the course. I'll be at the Orlando Whiskey and Bourbon Festival Saturday night. A win-win. Oh, there's a Whiskey Bourbon Festival Saturday night. Okay. Okay, Steve. I'll take that as an invitation. <laughs> um, all right. There's a lot of texting going on. It's a big group chat. A lot of stuff happening. Sorry. Mm, 
New Petra says, I, I wonder if uh, if a Cockney rhyming slang would be a way to circumvent embargoes. Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll all come out, and you'll you guys can probably figure it out. You know. Anyway, uh, Matt Legrand says, Yoko, what's going on? What's going on, Matt? Good to see you. And Steve says, the Whiskey Bourbon Festival is a mile from downtown. You're welcome to come. I can get you in. Okay, maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, but, because uh, it's not like Saturday night. Like, I, you know, I, don't know what, I don't know what the plans are. No one's invited me to any. I don't know if there are after parties. I get the sense that a lot of people might be leaving Saturday. Um, but I've booked my flight for Sunday. So, we'll have to see what's going on Saturday night. Steve says this is the after party. Yeah, I mean we can make it, we can make it the after party, you know. <laughs> uh Calvin says, Co, did you yearn for spaghetti last night also? No. You know what I've decided I'm just gonna start doing? I'm gonna start making uh like uh we have sunflower sun butter, like sunflower seeds, but in a peanut butter form, but we don't have peanut butter in our house. I'm just gonna have that and jelly sandwiches. I like it toasted, it's kind of savory, it's kind of sweet. And then cereal is one that I usually get to because it's just fast. I also decided that I'm just going to always have some spaghetti, like cooked spaghetti, not sauced, but just spaghetti cooked or some sort of pasta on hand and a lot of just white rice on hand. Anytime. So if I get hungry, I can just like throw some sauce in there, maybe some cheese and eat spaghetti when I feel like spaghetti. I just got to have it on hand. You know what I mean? Because I've been hungry. I've been really hungry. Um, and part of it is that I've been busy during the day and then I kind of don't eat, I don't eat well or regularly enough during the day and then it catches up to me at night, but also I've been running more, you know, so I mean, this hopefully will be a 70 mile week this week, just ramping back up, you know, so yeah, so I got to figure that out. A lot of responses though, I posted about how I wanted to eat spaghetti in bed. A lot of people were interested in whether I found a way to do that. (laughs) you know uh john burchett sharp jbs says i like pasta with a little bit of butter and garlic that's how my daughter likes it too or uh i'll just get cook pasta with some uh like romano cheese grated on top she likes it she likes really really plain food you know all right let's get to uh the merch for today all right first I'm going to go with this little package. Um, this is one that I'm really excited about. Speaking of Rabbit, by the way, um, it's something from Rabbit. Oh, this is not, this is different than what I was expecting, but in a good way. All right. Uh, let me open it so you guys can see what it is, but maybe you guys can tell what it is already. There is other merch from another friend that I'm waiting on, but I think it's going to take a while, so I wanted to just do this today. But do you guys remember Laura Green put out some merch with Rabbit? She was smart enough to do pre-orders and also have Rabbit handle all the distribution so she could even do it internationally. But a runnable shirt. I thought this was going to be like a regular Rabbit shirt, but this is not quite the PR collection shirt material, but it's kind of like that. It's really... I think this is going to be really nice for running. 
you know because they have like the what is it the easy collection that's kind of like a run shirt but kind of like a lounging around shirt you know but then if you've had any of the pr collection stuff uh it's a lot thinner and very perforated and that's kind of like what this is but i don't know if you can see how like perforated it is can you see that yeah you can kind of see through it but yeah nice and it says runnable and uh you know it's got some topo graphic designs trail runners love anything with a topo on it but yeah cool it's like a greenish gray color i'm not sure it's nice i like it martha says it looks like the speedies it could be for a second there i was like did i order a singlet i don't remember ordering a singlet but yeah Sean wants to know, wasn't it Bill Rogers who would fall asleep after eating dinner in bed in the thick of training? I think so. I would love to have more detail about like, maybe, I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if I'm going to be going to Falmouth this year, but if I do, I'm going to try to track down Bill Rogers and get like in a definitive statement on, or maybe I'll just see if I can interview him at some point. Talk about his eating during training. Because you guys remember, it was in a, uh, they changed the name of it now. It was uh, like Steve Magnus. Uh, his podcast with uh, Brad Stolberg, and now there's the third guy. I always forget his name. Um, but now the podcast has changed names. But anyway, they were talking about how Bill Rogers used to have a jar of mayonnaise next to the bed. And he would wake up in the middle of the night hungry. He would just scoop a couple of scoops of mayonnaise and then go back to bed. <laughs> and I just want to be like, uh, true or false? You used to wake up in the middle of the night and just scoop mayonnaise. And I just see what Bill Rogers says. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. Luis Becerra says, you know, that's exactly how I tell my wife when more running stuff comes in the mail. You know, did I order that? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember ordering it. It's been a while. It did kind of take a while, but it was a pre-order situation. So that that's how things go. All right, let's get to this one. I kind of forgot uh, that I had ordered these. And then when it came, it came from uh, an address that I like didn't recognize, you know? So I was like, I don't even know what this is. What did I say yes to? You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, but here's, here. oh, wait. Is this what I, this is what I ordered? All right, there's three things in here. Check it out. It's a ginger runner hat with runner. So it's a ginger plus runner, runner hat, ginger. But yeah, look at this. Look at these colors. He, uh, he, he always just has such a great eye for color. But this is amazing. Excited. I do like runner hats. And uh, yeah, this one's going to be cool. I like the touches of pink along the brim here like it calvin says perfect for the tiger claw that's definitely where i'm gonna wear these for sure is that is that like wearing your you know you guys maybe you can tell me about the uh the etiquette at a trail race if i'm wearing ginger runner stuff to the tiger claw is that lame 
Is that like wearing the band t-shirt to the concert? You guys have to let me know. I don't think it will be, but I also don't, I also feel like it's super lame when people are like, I can't believe you wear the band t-shirt to the con to the band concert. I'm like, where else am I going to wear it? I don't know. That's what I think. Let's try this on. There we go. I like that. Yeah. This looks good. Great colors. And then I also got two neck gaiters. So um, I think some of my favorite ones are the ones that um, Ginger Renner designed. Let's take a look at these. You know what I love about neck gaiters? Is like whenever they sell neck gaiters, they always have like uh, all the different ways. They always tell you about all the different ways you can use your neck gaiter, you know? You could wear it as a hat. You could wear it as a, a sweat band, like a, a sweat band on your wrist. You can wear them to cover your mouth. You could wear it to cover, um, to put ice in it or whatever. You know, they always do that. They never just are like, here's a neck gaiter. You don't get that for like a bandana, you know. And then this one I think is gorgeous. Look at that. Beautiful. Look at that. And again, the color work. Really, really nice. And then this one, let me show you. Richard Wilson says, don't, you know, you're not, you're not lame. Just don't wear the race shirt at the race. I see that. Yeah. I've, I feel like if you want to wear that, I'm okay with that too, for people, you know? Um, and here's the other one, which I feel like is more like a uh, tiger claw themed, you know, but I don't know that I'll need to wear a neck gaiter at that race. It's in the summer. But yeah, there we go. So cool. And that's the uh, that's the merch for today. I had two, so that's fun. It all kind of came in at the same time. Mm. Mark Peterson says that we call those people cross current race apparel wearers. See, I feel like here's here's the reason why I think it's kind of cool to. I mean, I don't do it, but if you wanted to, here's why I think it's acceptable. One, like, cause then everyone in your group, if you're running with a group, will have the same shirt, right? So that's kind of fun. And then also if you want your picture taken um, and maybe used as like the ad for next year, some people would hate that. Some people would think that'd be super fun. Then you definitely wanna, or maybe just wanna be in like the, make the accounts like the race account, make their Instagram page, wear the shirt. That's an easy way to do it. Not an easy, but an easier way to do it, you know? Mm. And getting to run says, people wear football jerseys to football games. That's true. They certainly do. Shannon says, hey, GoFamZ, did you guys already mention Paul Chalima running his first marathon at the trials? You know, at, on Relay, we were like, is he even running? And we, don't even, we weren't even sure if he was running. We knew he had a qualifying time, but I didn't even know if he's running. But then I saw him post something on Instagram today, but it didn't, it wasn't along the lines of, you know, getting ready for Orlando. So I wasn't, I'm not even sure. I don't know. I guess I have to read more about it. But he's super fast. Uh, and we did talk about him on the podcast. Um, 
But there's a there's kind of like a big dog, little dog thing going on with Paul Chalimo and um, uh, Luis Orta. Orta Luis, you know? So, which I think is fun. Mm. Yeah, Richard Wilson says, um, the only real reason I avoid race shirts on race day is the nothing new rule. Some race shirts need washing to get rid of the new shirt smell. That's true as well. And for my daughter who has, uh, you know, a lot of allergies, but also eczema, which is probably related to her allergies. Uh, we generally wash things first before she puts things on because there might have been, you know, um, something in, in it when they treated and like created the garment that may need some washing out, that kind of thing. Um, so someone says, uh, uh, where, where, where did it go? <laughs> Sean says, wear your Boston jacket to Tiger Con. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to need a jacket. Am I going to need a jacket for that race? It's in May, right? But I don't know. I have to start. I haven't done any research on the race. I just know that it's probably going to be harder than I can handle. I'll just be happy to finish. Um, but you know what's interesting is uh, Drew was Drew Wickholm was telling me that for Atlanta, they have a thing where they they used to give you the shirt. A lot of races give you the shirt when you get your bib, right? Chicago Marathon, for example, does that. You pick up your bib, then you walk all the way through the Expo Hall, and at the end, you get uh, your gear check bag in your uh, t-shirt. Um, Drew said they had to stop doing that for a Peachtree Road race because people would sign up for the race, get the shirt, and then not run it. And so to make sure that people actually only wore the shirt if they ran it, they put the t-shirt pickup after the finish line, which I was like, whew, they're serious about it over there in Atlanta. But you know who else does that? Houston. You don't get your T-shirt, your because it's a it's not a Houston like half marathon or it's not a Houston marathon shirt. It's a Houston half marathon finisher shirt. You don't get that until after the race, you know. So it's just interesting. Mark Peterson says, "Oh man, New York City di shirt distribution was a nightmare this year." Only smalls left with a day and a half of the expo left. Yeah, I um, I uh, thought that that was interesting. That a couple of very big races had some major problems dealing with inventory at the race at the races. So Tokyo had a really big problem, um, and I guess now New York. I hadn't heard about that before. Um, but I mean, those are two of the majors. Um, in Tokyo, Asics was telling us that like they underestimated how much demand there would be because it was the first one. There was a Tokyo marathon the year before, but it was a pros only kind of marathon. And then this year was the first one. It was open again. And so I'll, there was just a lot of pent up excitement for anything at the expo that said Tokyo marathon on it. And so like they got slammed the first day. And so the second day they had to implement like a, you know, you know, one in one out kind of like at a bar or a, a club kind of situation um, where to manage the number of people that were there. It was, it was a lot. 
But I didn't know that happened in New York too. And I wonder, I wonder why that would have been because that, that situation is a little bit different. Mark says that at grandma's, the finisher's shirt are also at the finish. I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all, in fact. Um, like I know at CIM, they give you those water bottles at the end, which I always thought was nice. I lost one of my water bottles, by the way. That new Camelback, not, was it Cam no, which is it? That new Ultimate Direction back. I had two water bottles in it, one on each side in the back, not in the front part, but in the back. And I think I must have kicked it or something like that while I was getting it in and out from underneath the seat in front of me on the plane. And I lost one of my CIM finisher water bottles. So that was a bummer. Uh, John Burchett Sharp says, Manchester in the UK is the same about the t-shirt. You got to earn, you got to really, really earn it. See, I'm fine with like just... But then I, mean, I guess it's if, if it's a finisher shirt versus like a shirt for the race. I feel like I'm very happy to give away the shirt if I were a race director. I have no, that's like the, that'd be one of the, that'd be a guaranteed way to make running not fun for me is to put, make me a race director. But if I were, I would say I get the a race shirt, give it to you before the race. The medal is for when you finish, you know? That's how I think about it. Mm, Brett McIntyre says, I'm starting to be a big fan of races that give non-shirt items for entering races. Houston's towel is sweet. That towel is really great. I like that. I could go for towels. Towels, yeah. Towels I can bring to the beach, to the lake. I can use them in my car when I got sweaty butt, you know. I don't want to get the seat all wet after a run. So many things you could do with a towel. But then Calvin says, what about with Philly if you run out of medals? If you were going to run out of medals, you probably also ran out of shirts if you were a finisher shirt race, you know? So that's, that's the other thing. Hmm. I don't know how you solve for that problem because you certainly don't want extra medals, right? But I don't know. I just feel like you should at least order as many medals as there are entrance no maybe they up and opened up more entries later and i don't i just don't know how that happens you know uh Nubetra says jeff dengate just posted about that new deodora race shoe that believe in the run did a first look video on it this week did you get any deodora stuff to test no one from deodora has ever reached out to me i've never tried to reach out to them um i was talking to someone it wasn't Diodora though. At, at TRE, there were these two Italians that came up to me and they're like, Kofuzi, we love your videos. We thought it was great when you were in it because I was in Italy over the summer. Then we loved your Italian content. How come you never uh, reviewed Diodora? And I'm like, they, I, uh, they never asked to send stuff to me. I mean, I'm one of the easiest people to find. I'm on the internet, you know, so... Um, yeah, so it's one of those things where I should probably reach out for it. I've always been a little bit on the fence about Deodora. I wasn't sure if they were really in it. Just kind of like Puma in the beginning. I was like, mm, are they really going to be here for, for real or not? They're here now. But like Deodora, I wasn't sure. And everything kind of looked like a hoka to me at the beginning. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. But this new shoe sounds very promising. So... 
Andrew Scott says, doesn't New York City do a hooded poncho at the finish? It seems like a clutch post-race item. That is one of the best post-race items. I love that. Tokyo also has like a, um, like a poncho towel. So like it fits over you, it's short sleeve, and it comes down low below the waist. And then it's, it's all towel and it's a hoodie and it says Tokyo Marathon on, on the back. It's the best. I love it. Uh, Eric Baj says, I wish grandmas gave finishers a hot dish and a yeah, sure, you betcha from the honorary race grandma. You know what they should, they could also do? They could um, have a meat raffle at the, at the end. You come through and you finish. If you want to play in the meat raffle, you put your medal down and you bet. That's a fun, that's a game that I would love to see. I would, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> That'd be fun. See, <laughs> So like you can either get a hot dish or you could play the meat raffle. Big steaks, big steaks, literally. And steaks and steaks, get it? Homonyms. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's fine. <laughs> uh, Haley Anderson said, see, I ended the post-race backpacks this year and it was awesome. That was really cool. I thought it was super fun. Um, but you know what was weird? There was a time where out because i was standing in the finish finishing shoot um and uh you know waiting for people to come through and there was a point where people were confused and they were saying you can either elect for i don't know i don't think it lasted too long but you could get either a medal or you could get a backpack but they're like you can't take both and i was like that's a tough choice i don't know <laughs> Eric says grandma's was so fun. I did it last year. That's a fun race. It's a fun race. I just wish it were easier to get to. It's hard to get up to Duluth. And then it's hard to stay there too. You know, I don't know. Oh, Andrew Escobedo says that happens during the hot dish ra hot dash race that is held in March in Minneapolis. Hot dish and a meat raffle. Mark Peterson, is this a real thing? I need some backup from another Minneapolis person. There's a race called the Hot Dash. <laughs> that is that's perfect. Um, hot dish and a meat raffle afterwards. I don't know. I've never been to a meat raffle. I've, I'm aware of them. I'd like to go to one at some point. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> Adam says, you know, Duluth is only an eight hour drive from Chicago. Yeah, but eight hours is just long enough where it's like, uh, it's kind of a far drive. And then if you're flying, it's very expensive to fly to Duluth. And the closest you're going to get is to Minneapolis from Chicago. And that only cuts off four of the hours or five of the hours of driving, you know? So it's still, it's just like, neither of those options is great. You know, it'd be amazing if there were a train that just went from Chicago to Duluth. It could stop in Minneapolis. Maybe it stops in like Madison, Minneapolis, and then Duluth. That'd be, I, I wish there were more trains. 
Eric says Duluth is not built for that many people. I feel like it is though. It's a huge tourist town. I mean, like for in terms of like in the summer, like lake life stuff, outdoorsy stuff, and then there's fishing. I'm assuming hunt. You know what I mean? I just feel like I feel like Grandma's is probably not even the biggest draw for Duluth all year long. There's probably other things that are bigger draws, and I'm just like, where do people stay? Why? Why is it like this? Oh. Eric says, hot dash is indeed a race. Many people wear flannel. Performance flannel from Rabbit, maybe? Maybe I'll wear that. <laughs> Steve76 says, just take an Uber. How much do you think that would cost? Hmm. Eric says, they opened the college dorms near Duluth, but they fill up fast. Thankfully, I know someone there and crashed with them. Yeah, see, I feel like... I've heard about the, the dorm situation too. I don't know. I was thinking about like, is there a way I can rent an RV and stay somewhere with the RV? But it, I've heard even that space fills up fast, you know? Mixtape Tony says, you know, I get off work in an hour and I plan on driving eight hours from Austin to New Orleans right when I clock out. Is it that close? I feel like it, that feels like it should be farther than that. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't know, but you would know. You're you're driving it, but I just have no idea how far apart things are uh, in Texas. I was in. A, I had to go to work. I had to go to Marshall, Texas, for work one time. You fly into Shreveport, Louisiana. No, not Louisiana, Alabama. Where's Shreveport? What's adjacent to Texas on the east side? That state. You fly into that state. Um. I got my flight got in late at night and I was worried because my flight arrived after the Hertz location at the airport closed. So I called them up and I was like, Hey, uh, my flight doesn't get until like nine 30, but you guys close at like seven. Am I still gonna be able to get this car? Like it, it let me get, it let me reserve it. And they're like, Oh yeah, you'll be fine. Just come to the desk. And I'd be like, I was like, but you guys will be closed. He's like, yes. But you want me to come to the desk? Yeah. I was like, okay. So I go and uh, I'm calling up the number for the location. I don't know who I ended up talking to because there was no one at the, it was one of those things. It's a small airport where even then it was odd that like the Hertz location was in the, like the terminal, you know, normally you have to like leave the airport. That's how they make airports. Now you leave to go to like the car rental center. This is a small enough airport where it was all there. And I'm like looking around, weather was terrible. Um, a lot of flights got canceled. So like all the, cars were getting snatched up all the other car rental desks that were open lines were like 15 people deep and i was like oh, i'm not going to get to marshall texas today so i call up and they're like did you look behind the the desk and i'm like look behind the desk they're like just walk around and i'm walking around and uh you know there was a door to get behind the desk like one of those little half doors and there was a pair of keys just on the ground on the floor behind the desk at the Hertz thing. And I'm like, is this for me? And they're like, yeah, those are your keys. It's been there the whole time. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. So I just grab these keys from, I'm like, it feels like I'm trespassing, but I pick up the keys from this, the lights are all off, you know, no one's there. Uh, most of the lights are off in the airport. 
you know, like, I'm like, okay. So I pick up the keys and then I just hit the button and there's a car out there waiting for me. No one like checked me out or like did anything like that. Just, that was it. Just walked out with a car. Anyone could have walked out with that car, but it was me. And then when I returned the car, uh, that, I'm trying to remember, did that trial end early? No, that trial, that, that, that trial went, that trial went all the way. But I returned the car, same situation. It was closed. So I call up and I'm like, uh, is there a key drop off box or a lock box where I could drop off the keys? They're like, just toss it back there. <laughs> so I just threw the keys on the floor uh, to return it. <laughs> it was just so bizarre. So bizarre. Uh, Mark, Mark Peterson says, that's so wild. It just didn't make any sense. Andrew Scott says, Co stole a car. <laughs> I gave it back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Steve McKellar says, Wow, I don't think that would work for me. I didn't think it was going to work for me, Steve, either. You know, <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I hear what you're saying. Um, Calvin Hall, today I stole a car. That would be a fun YouTube. I should have made a YouTube video about that. I wasn't making work YouTube videos back then. Uh, Calvin says, You know, get ready with me committing grand theft auto. Yeah. <laughs> um, New Petra says, this feels like a scene from Better Call Saul. <laughs> um, Adam says, did you even rent the car? Yeah, I mean, I paid, like, I, I got my hotel, my car, uh, credit card got charged for it. I paid for it with gas. You know, Lee says there was no papers, no nothing for that rented car. Wow. It was all in the car, like in the, in the glove box. It was all in there. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Steve says, oh, that's how they st stick it to you with the damage on your car charge. Uh, yeah, no, I, I always take pictures. I think, I think I had, yeah, we had phones at that point. I'm pretty sure I would have already gotten into the habit of taking pictures of the car. When I like, cause then if you take pictures on your iPhone or any phone, it's timestamped, you know, so. So if you want to steal a car, fly into Shreveport, schedule a flight that lands after hours. <laughs> you know? uh, Joha says, Joho says, this is the number one live stream on steal, how to steal a rental car. You know, one time uh, I rented a car and it was supposed to be for like 10 days. It's going to be a long trial. Uh, I was going to be down in Springfield for it. And I must have done it wrong because uh, after three days, I kept getting calls from Hertz, but I was like, I mean, I'm like in courtrooms, I'm working all day, working all night. Um, and I'm just like ignoring all the calls until eventually, like they called like three times in a row. We happened to be like on lunch break and I'm like, what is going on? What's up? And they're like, we just wanted to make sure we knew where the car was because we're about to report it stolen. I'm like, why? I have this car for another five days. And they're like, no, you don't. You were supposed to return it three days ago or whatever, you know? And I was like, oh, when, what date did I say that I was going to give this back? I'm like, oh, can we extend that? They're like, oh, yeah, no problem. Extended. It's done. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, Calvin says, this is like the same energy as my local fleet feet. Encourage me to run up and down the street outside. Test the shoes. <laughs> and Matt says, you know, I did come here today. Indeed. Uh, to the channel, hoping to learn how to steal a car from Shreveport. Yeah. 
Ah, fun times. Fun times. Uh, business travel is weird, guys. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't love it. Oh, speaking of business travel, uh, I I flew a lot last year. Um, and I managed to for most of my flights. If I wasn't booking it, I was able to get like whoever was paying for the travel to book United for me. So I flew all my miles in United, almost all my miles in United last year, and I made it up to platinum there's gold silver gold platinum right uh and then i think there's two tiers above that one tier two tiers i don't know there's something above that premier 1k is above that um i've never been a flight status collector before we used to fly southwest all the time because we where we used to live it was either just get on lakeshore drive and then hop out to midway so we just would fly southwest all the time but out here, it's easier for us to fly to out of O'Hare, so we've been flying United. And uh, I got an email from United saying, like, hey, you can upgrade yourself to Premier 1K status. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting, because 1K gets to board before Group like before group 1. Uh, I think it's, like, right after mili- like uh, people that are military in uniform. Then it's, like, Premier, Premier 1K. So I'm like... Oh, I wonder what that I wonder what that costs. I don't really care about that stuff that much, but let's see. So they're like they're like click on the link to see what your upgrade options are. Let's do this. Let's do this one. We'll end this with a little mini trivia today. Uh, how much do you think United wanted me to to pay to upgrade from uh, platinum, which is what I had flown last year? That's what I had kind of earned, I guess. How much does it cost to get from platinum to bump yourself up to Premier 1K? Any guesses on what that costs? Hmm. All right. Daniel says 3000 Steve says 1500 Frank says 6000 And Stevie76 says 1492 You guys are all off. I clicked on that link and... In all seriousness, United asked me to pay $10,600 to upgrade myself for a year to Premier 1K. Can you, <laughs> why would anyone, why, is, why are people paying that? I don't, I don't, I mean, I know you, like, you'll be the first, if there's a first class seat open, you'll get upgraded to that, like that kind of thing. But like 10,000, you know how many miles they wanted for that? Or, that was like, or miles. If I had a million, a million frequent flyer miles, I could have also done it that way. <laughs> Brian Albrecht. So did you do it? <laughs> no, I did not. I did not do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, Joe is like, when, if you were Premier 1K, you get the whole can of pop. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Um. Yeah, yeah. Mark Peters is one million. They one. It was like ten thousand six hundred dollars, or like a million sixty nine thousand miles. <sighs> David says, "Hey, I said ten k." Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't do that one. I don't. I don't. I. I. When I. The uh, the last flight that I was on, maybe not the last flight, but relatively recently, like. They, while the flight was in the air, it was like nighttime, lights were all off. They woke everybody up and were like, 
just want to let you know we have a very important flyer with us today. So-and-so has flown 1 million miles. We'll cross that 1 million miles flown barrier on this flight today. Let's give him a round of applause, folks. And I was like, what are you guys doing? People are weird about flights. I don't know where people are going. I don't know why they're traveling so much. I don't know how they're amassing this many miles. It's a whole different world. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it was. And people were like, what? And like clapping for this guy. I just, I don't, I, it, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. I'm like, you must never see your family if you've flown a million miles. That's just, that's so much. So, so much. <laughs> um, yeah. Calvin said a million in a year or in a lifetime. I think it was a lifetime million mile flower, fly, flyer, you know? Mm, but yeah. Oh, Martha said, when I hit a million, you had a million miles on, on United? They just handed me a nice card on the plane. <laughs> Would you have preferred if they woke up and everyone up in the middle of the night? <laughs> oh, that's just a lot. It's so much. David DeFranja says, uh, Up in the Air is a great film with George Clooney about someone who cares about the miles. My wife used to care about the miles a lot. She used to work for Arthur Anderson way back in the day when that was a thing. Um, and so like, she all of her and her co-workers would go on i forget what they called them but like basically they would just spend a day and a half on the weekend and be in an airplane and they'd be like oh i just flew to la and connected into san francisco and then connected into denver and then new york and now i'm back home i was like why and like ah, if i it was cheaper than buying the miles and then i would get upgraded to the next thing i was like what she's like yeah it's a thing we do it i'm like okay um yeah, it was weird. Someone, someone was saying, uh, commenting on this film, Up in the Air, which I've seen before. It's really fun. But the, do you guys know the premise of the movie? The premise of the movie is they fly a lot because they're the, she, he's the person that goes around and fires people in person. Right? So like if you need to fire a bunch of people, do a bunch of layoffs, and you don't want to get your hands dirty, you hire this consultant, and then he would come in, George Clooney would come in, and he would fire all your people for you. I believe it's been a long time, but I believe that's what it is. But anyway, the person that was talking about this, I think it was in threads. was just like, can you believe how quaint of an idea that is? That wouldn't, that premise wouldn't even make sense. Cause now they just, it's an all hands town hall. And like, they'll tell you over zoom. If you got an email in the last 30 minutes, that means you're fired. Sorry. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's how they fire people now. They just don't care. Weird. Weird. Uh, says, I thought it was about basketball. Air Up There is about basketball and Kevin Bacon and the Maasai tribe. Air Bud is the basketball movie with the dog that plays basketball. Easy to confuse them all. I the same word in there, but three different movies. <laughs> uh, all right. That's going to be it for today, guys. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Monday will be the Rebel 4 review. Um, and it'll be the one of only two live streams for the week. So make sure you tune in and Monday or Tuesday, we'll figure out if hopefully I have a better idea of my schedule for Friday of stuff that I can tell you about or stuff that I'm doing. Maybe we can figure out a time to go run together. If you're going to be in Orlando around the lake, a lot of dry heaving. I'll bring a whistle. <laughs> okay. All right. Enjoy your runs this weekend. Be safe out there, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>